0: Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidsen. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast. Uh, I would say new and improved for 2024, but it's the same shit, I promise you, for better and or worse. Um, Yeah, New new Year, same us, I suppose. Um, Miles, what did you do for New Year's?
1: I went to a party slash wedding reception and got very inebriated and had a good time.
0: Did you wave your cane around?
1: I did. I danced with it a little bit. There we go. Finally. I was waiting for cane stories.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Steve, you're here. What did you do?
2: Um, I don't recall. And not Ooh, in a good sign. way. Oh, nah. This is an off holiday just an season, un- but oh well. Just an event. Uneventful evening. All yes. right, That's fine. I cooked. That's yeah. one thing. All right. All right. And then I was tired. <laughs> that, that,
0: fair enough. Um, that's cool. Uh, I, I ended up... I did a... What, what did we call it? It was... A bunch of us did nothing together. Um, Mike Ryan and, and Kate Herbaland, I went to the bar by their house that I, I hang out with them sometimes and a couple other writers that we know and people that they know and he was like... I think this is what we would be like a Seinfeld New Year's. We just we did nothing. But we went to a place to do nothing, and had a good time doing nothing. Um, it was kind of fun to watch. I don't really watch the the New Year's Rockin' eves and stuff, but they were like armed with no sound, and when you would actually know one of the bands that were playing to guess what the song was, that was that was a fun game for a little bit. But other than that, it was uh, mostly uneventful. And now uh, we're full on into 2024. A whole uh, two days or four days when you guys hear this. So uh, we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to do our annual look at my 100 films to look forward to list, which, you know, never has any duds on it. Ever.
1: Never once. I promise.
0: No, never once. Uh, and if you remember otherwise, you're a liar. Uh, we're going to do Golden glow predictions, questions, and uh, actually... We can, we can actually start off with uh, the first couple installments of uh, Miles' new series. Am I
1: doing it? Oh, yes, or you, for Joey's January. Oh, were you not ready for it? No, yeah. I'm totally ready. Let's do it. Uh, it it's the second as of when we're recording, so I've seen two movies off the Joey's January list, one of which may or may not have been figured out earlier today. Uh, because, yeah, one fell off quickly. Well, streaming data on google is hit and miss at best and especially after the month just turned a lot of things that were there a few days ago are no longer there so we're trucking ahead as wanna, best we can do you want to do you want to rip the ones that will uh, not be with us this month rip a few good men which i was genuinely looking forward to finally catching up with um yeah. and clerks which i was pretty indifferent to well so fair enough. Well, you still have a Kevin Smith in there, I believe. Or uh, two. two, I believe. Yeah. Although we'll see. Yeah. So, <laughs> but so yeah, far, yes. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, we re- we replaced them. One of which you replaced uh, today, but you you did start off,
1: um, I believe, on the first, like fully, like, um, with a with a good one. Oh. Yeah, I would say so. I I liked both of the ones I've seen so far. Uh, so on the first, uh, we caught up with James Mangold Copland, which um, I has been on my radar for ages, but just. Never quite got around to. Um, it's very good. It's a very old yeah. school, you know, cops and cr- crooked cops and, you know, all that. How all do that you feel jazz. about when I call it a Western? I could see that. It's definitely got a sheriff uh, in a town that's like trying to hold everything together and one man against the world sort of narrative. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. In structure, if nothing else, it definitely feels like it hits some Western beats. Um, I got yelled at once upon a time when I put that forward. No, no, that's totally valid. Uh, Stallone, among his best work, very subtle, very subdued, but like in a compelling way. Um, mm-hmm. Ray Liotta, kind of a scene stealer for me. Like, it's probably my second favorite performance of his besides Goodfellas. Um, but everybody's good in it. Kaitel's a real good son of a bitch. De Niro kind of playing against type. Um, just a really strong cast of, oh, yeah, they were like, you know, it's the mid 90s because Michael Rappaport has a prominent role. Superboy. Yeah. Um, You know, great Howard Shore score. Just, you know, it's not I don't know that it's doing anything like amazing or groundbreaking, but it's very, very solid filmmaking.
0: Yeah, no, I got you. I yeah, no, it's it's just it's type of movie that when I come across it on TV, I know I'm going to watch it. Sure. Just because from seeing the scene, it's it's very rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. Score. Score is good. The soundtrack's great. Really good use of Springsteen. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Ends on the right note. Like that move. It's really well paced. Like, I don't know that I was a James Mangold guy, like fully until Wolf, uh, like Logan. I think it was maybe when I was like, oh, shit, I really like this guy. But like Copland is maybe my favorite movie of his.
1: Uh, it's up there. I might not like Logan a little bit better. Uh, and for, for, there, different is really good as well. But sure. Um, now he
0: um, they this, this how different the world would have been movie wise had this not been a financial failure because people were uh, how can I charity put this uninterested in seeing Stallone play this type of role. Which is weird because and, uh, it feels
1: like a callback to like the early Rocky days when he yeah. was like an actor as opposed to an action star. They um they, they address it in the documentary in
0: Sly, the Netflix doc mm. that uh, at least they did a little bit. And I, when I interviewed uh, Tom Zimmy, who directed it, we talked about it a little bit that like he very much kind of was like, well, this, this is what I want to do. But if no one's going to watch it or want me to do it, I guess I'll, I'll give them what they want to some degree. Like there was a world in which he would have gotten the Oscar nomination for Creed would have been for for Copland. And then the the like respectable Stallone error. Would have begun. Because like he tried that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like right after Rocky, there's a movie I'm sure you haven't seen. Steve, have you seen Fist? No, I've not. Okay, so he made a he made like a union movie afterwards. And then he had like a wrestling movie. Um uh, he like would try. Like in 78, Fist is like a like a like a warehouse. He's like a warehouse worker, gets caught up in like the the union like battle. I think the fist is like the fed- like a federation of something or other truckers or whatever. But uh, Norman Jewison directs it. Like it's meant to be like a, a noir like crime drama. And it just it didn't it didn't work. So he's tried this before. And I think I wonder if Cop- was Copland maybe the last time until Creed that or short of like Rocky Balboa that he he did that that he kind of just like recede into action after that. I think he did. Right.
1: Copland's uh, 97. So presumably.
0: Yeah, which is a shame because like we we do. We do seem to consistently like him in other things. You know, like it's it's the generic action stuff that you start to go. Mm, we could we could live without that. But no, the, I, I I love it. Maybe his second or third best performance. I would say so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So after Copland, he's in ants. I don't mind him in ants. He's actually pretty good in ants. Yeah. For what Um, that movie is. Yeah. But then it's get Carter Mm. driven detox. Avenging Angela, which is direct to video. I don't even know that one Uh, shade. Spy Kids 3D and then Rocky Balboa. So yeah, he really. He was almost like at a loss after that. Yeah, it's a shame. But then it's Rocky and Rambo, which I mean, he's directing. And then that's the era now where it's like he he directs what he wants. Right. And occasionally be in something else. Exactly. Let's see. What is he in since then? Expendables, which he directs. He's one of the voices in Zookeeper. He's in Expendables 2. He's in Bullet to the Head. I saw that movie and couldn't tell you a moment about that movie.
1: I remember it being fine and having a really good axe fight with him and Jason Momoa.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's Walter Hill. Yeah. Um, I just remember nothing about it. And then he does Escape Plan, which I didn't like. My dad likes that movie. There's been like nine of them now, right? Well, a bunch that are like direct-to-video or whatever. I don't think he's involved anymore, but maybe. I don't think he is. I think like 50, maybe 50 Cent or someone's still in it. Someone's still in it. Well, hang on. Let's keep going. Because no, no, he shows up in all of them. Oh dear, <laughs> he's not the star. I think he like gives the assignment or something. Sure. Um, but yeah, there's. I don't know what Homefront is. He only is one of the writers on it. And then, oh, Homefront is a uh, is a. Um, is it Statham? Yeah. It's oh sure, Jason. Jason Statham against um is date is is. James
1: Franco's like a hillbilly, right? Hillbilly like gangster or something. Yeah, I think that's the one.
0: It's also not terrible, I want to say. I don't remember anything about it, but I think it didn't get terrible reviews. Um, Then he's in Grudge Match, which is bad. Expendables 3. I don't know what Reach Me is. Creed. So Creed happens, right? There's the rebirth. Gets the Oscar nomination. Should be smooth sailing from here, right? Should be. Do you think it is? I doubt it. Well, he's in Guardians 2, which was a cute kind of cameo, right? Mm-hmm. Has a voice in Ratchet and Clank. Uh, a voice in whatever Animal Crackers is. Then he does show up in Escape Plan 2, Hades. He's on the cover. That's not a good sign. Come back to that in a second. He's in Rambo Last Blood, which I saw and didn't like. He oh, wait, wait, he's King Shark. We can hold on to that. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he does that Samaritan movie, which is like a wannabe superhero prequel, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not good. Creed 2 is somewhere in there. Guardians 3, Expendables 4, the documentary, and now... He's got a movie coming out eventually called Armored. Boy, did he not make use of that? Oh, well, we can we can somewhat give him a pass a little bit because he has that uh, Tulsa King show.
1: Oh, sure. Which is
0: fine, maybe. (laughs) I hear decent things. I'm I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it, though. It is interesting that, like, Taylor Sheridan, Whose movies I like, even though I, I, I've never seen a moment of his TV. And Terrence Winter, who did Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire and wrote The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. It seems like a thing we would like. I, I do kind of like the idea of like he his sidekick is Martin Starr. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. He, who's a weed dealer. Like I'm kind like that. I kind of want to see, but it's not enough to spend time with it. So he is, um, I guess he's in Escape Plan 2, maybe as the star. Uh Uh-oh, that's not great. And then Escape Plan 3, he is, he might be in all of these. I don't think he's in a ton of them. I think it's kind of like, the whole shot in Uzbekistan, get it all done in a week type thing. They flew him out
1: for two days or whatever.
0: Yeah, but he, you know, it's fifteen minutes of screen time, but it's filtered throughout the movie, so he seems like the star.
1: Mm-hmm. I- I'm never going to watch it, so we're not going to know. But we can always hold on the Copland. Exactly. And that's been our five minute digression on the career of Stallone and the Escape Plan films, none of which we watched. Yeah. I mean, speaking of digressions, so I, I left on public enemies in the background.
0: Jason Clarkson, this
1: movie. He's one of those guys who'll just show up in a thing. Well, I mean, like before we knew who he was, he was showing up in things.
0: He's been, has he been working longer than we realize?
1: Probably because it's not like he was a newcomer when he did um, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Well, that's just where he got the. Um,
0: he got a little buzz for that. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, he's he's John Red Hamilton in Public Enemies, and that is a full three years before that. What would we have seen him in before that? Rabbit Proof fre- Rabbit Proof Fence. Sure, he's in. Um, he's in the Mary Kate and Ashley Olson movie Our Lips Are Sealed. Oh well. Wow. Uh, he's in the Death Race remake. Oh.
1: Okay.
0: And the Human Contract. Which Jada Pinkett Smith directed. Interesting. And then, since Public Enemies, it was Wall Street Two. Trust, which David Schwimmer directed, which is not a bad movie. That's a like, the Internet is evil movie. Hmm. Really good cast: Clive Owen, Catherine Keener, Jason Clark, Leanna Liberato, Viola Davis. That's a good cast. Yeah, uh, I've seen it. I remember it being good, but also like. A bummer. You know, like the parents give the kid a laptop and like, oh, you're a great kid. And then um, the dude's like she meets a dude in like his 30s and oh. you know, bad stuff happens. Yeah, it's one of those. Uh, and then he's in Swerve. I feel like I've seen. These are like Australian movies. Sure. Um, and then Texas Killing Fields, which nobody saw. One of the nineteen Jessica Chastain movies that year, he's in Lawless. He's the other brother. I do remember him in Lawless. Yeah, he's the brother not on the on the poster. Then Zero Dark Thirty, and then it's off to the races with like Gatsby, and he's the bad guy in White House Down.
1: And is he good or bad in Apes? I don't remember. Uh, He's good. I mean, it's he's as good as any of the human actors are. Well, the second, is there, a,
0: is there a villain in the second apes? The third one's Woody Harrelson, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Gary Oldman kind of, but only circumstantially. The, ba- yeah, the bad yeah, guy yeah. is one of the apes, really. Yeah. And the, yeah. And then Knight of Cups,
0: Terminator, Child 44, Everett. All right. And then it's, then he's the guy we know now. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, so yeah. So what was the other January watch? Uh, So the other January watch, which I January watched this January afternoon, uh, was John Grisham's The Rainmaker, which finally settles our somewhat age-old debate of what was the last great uh, movie Francis Ford Coppola directed. Uh, I still maintain it's Dracula, but this one's not half bad. Well, yeah. I mean, Dracula is a bigger swing. And Without question. And a better movie in every way, shape, and form. Not to speak ill of this um, one, but it's apples and oranges. I might prefer Dracula, but, Dr- I
0: mean, I'm sorry, I might prefer the Rainmaker, but Dracula was not a, so Dracula wasn't a, a for hire gig. No, Dracula, Dracula was, was the last time. Project. Dracula is the last time he made a thing he wanted to make that was good. Because after that's Jack, which is all kinds of weird. I don't think it was ever meant to be weird. He makes The Rainmaker, then he doesn't make a movie for 10 years. Then you got the the Youth Without Youth Tetro and Twixt. Yeah, which you know, bless him for making movies. But The
1: Rainmaker was a was a I need to pay my bills movie. But as we were saying before the show, it is a for hire gig for sure, but it's there's nothing about it that's like on autopilot. He's very much he's doing his thing. It's an unshowy movie, but it's a very solid courtroom kind of drama you know it it hits the right moments that it needs to it's got a good ensemble cast um i think matt damon is kind of at that point in his career where he's kind of punching above his weight class but he's good um oh he was he was a nobody almost well i want to say is that not the same year as goodwill hunting well i'll tell you right now he was not a name. He would not say. have been a name, certainly. But he's considering his relative experience at the time. I'd say he's, uh, he's yeah, no, he's it's doing his best. He would have been
0: the guy who who impressed in a small row in courage under fire at the time. Because mm. uh, let's see, goodwill hunting is the end of the year. Okay, December. I don't, and it doesn't play a festival. I think. Let me double check that real quick. But it would, you know, people knew about the script. Sure. Um, I don't believe it went to a, a festival, and Rainmaker was November. So he was a month a month before. So he really blew up right after this movie.
1: Well, there you go. Well, then that's one of those yeah. things where like it looks good in hindsight because it gets him up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because
0: other than that, you would have seen him in school
1: ties. Sure. There's a villain, I wonder say he, well certainly not as a likable character he and affleck i think are, are,
0: are two of the like we don't like brendan Fraser uh, classmates yeah yeah he's in geronimo which i don't remember except i know west duty made it and then he's in glory days which has him and affleck are both in which i don't know anything about and then yeah the 97 he's in chasing amy in a small role he's in the rainmaker as the star he's the star of goodwill hunting and then he's in uh, Private Ryan the next day.
1: Well, there you go. So, yeah, yeah he's good. Um, DeVito's good. I don't like John Voight as a person, but this is the kind of role that he's perfect for. Oh, he's so good. At it. it's so annoying to watch him in it now because you're just like, you
0: suck so much. But as the like affable pseudo villain. Perfect.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because so. he
0: doesn't he doesn't dislike
1: Rudy. No, in, in some ways, you can tell that in a different world, they would almost have a certain respect for each other. But
2: he's yeah, also clearly he, he...
1: frustrated that Rudy's not playing the game in the same way. Well, that's what it is. It's it's I don't mind losing,
0: but but lo- I want to lose. I, first of all, I don't lose. I've I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't lose. But if I lose, I want to be in, in, in the boys club as opposed to this. Oh, you just kind of idealism. Like, yeah, like he he's and I don't know that he like like you said in another world like he might have been an idealistic young lawyer. We don't they never really get into that, but he's he's very clearly fine with where he's at. Yeah. But if, but I like that, you know, he never really has a, a like a mean scene, and anytime he's like angry, he's not wrong to be angry because they're 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 kind of cheating.
1: Well, when they're and frustrating and Rudy's super green when it comes to you know. Being a lawyer.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like when he when they when they do the deposition at the family's house, he's incredibly nice to the family. Like he genuinely, he, you know, you can tell that he's like, I hate
1: this. This is not the he's not the, the case. I want to be the lawyer that you see in some movies. No. Have you ever seen a civil action? I is that the John Travolta one?
0: Yeah. No. So that one, that one's not as good, but it has a instead of the villain. You know, um, the the other lawyer is Duval, okay. And he's just like, but he's almost like the 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 schlubby savant kind of a lawyer where you're like, oh, he's going to win. You can tell just because he's he like sits in a library as opposed to like a big office kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is this is really playing into like, you know, the ivory tower lawyer needs to come up. It's like it, it's there's not a surprise in this movie, but it kind of really knows what the audience wants.
1: Yeah, it, it hits the beats uh in all the courtroom scenes, especially sort of in exactly the way it needs to. Any Glover doing great work as the judge. Oh, the his his first scene is phenomenal. I love it. I, I was I was super on board. I wish we got a little more of him, if
0: anything. Yeah, because afterwards he's kind of playing he's he's like we were t- saying off air, he's he's helping Matt Damon as much as he can while still being like, We're gonna do this right. Yeah. But I will I will guide you when I can. And and then and and Void doesn't even mind that part. No. You can tell that he's like, that's fine. Like, this is a good experience. Um, but yeah, that first scene where he's like, oh, all the stuff you guys thought you were gonna, you were gonna do. No, no. <laughs> we're doing it my way now. The uh the motion to dismiss response is the best. Yes. Ah, yes. That motion is, and he's writing denied. <laughs> it's great. It's phenomenal. Um I like that it has, it's not Scorsese-esque, but it's doing that like, let's li- give you a little like into the world what we're talking about, the yeah. way that like Casino and
1: Goodfellas would. I think I wish there was a little bit more of that because it's sort of, it hit, there's a lot of subplots that we start with and the sort of ambulance chasing aspect of his first job is something that kind of falls by the wayside pretty quickly. Um, the book had a little more, I seem to remember. I mean, Danny DeVito's is great. Danny DeVito's is great. Yeah, exactly. But then, like, you've got this whole Clara Dane subplot, which, like, kind of ties in, but not in a super satisfying way.
0: It's only satisfying in the resolution that she achieves, because you're like, another thing where the movie, the movie didn't need it, but it knows what you want when it comes
1: to that guy. I guess, but it's also just like this entire subplot seems to just exist so that Matt Damon has a girl at the end. Like, I don't know. Well, that, it's a I don't movie know that from. The, it, it adds much in and of itself. Well, it's a 1997
0: movie. Of course they were going to do that. But yeah, it's a two hour and like 15 minute movie that could have been two hours even. Sure. Just like the, you know, the, the, um, the lady he
1: lives with. She's mostly there. Nothing much comes of that. And that, cause that starts as like a, as a potential case. It's mostly there for the, the joke of when her
0: children come and are assholes and he's like, oh, she's no, no, she's loaded. And they're suddenly nice. It's just to make like a fun joke.
1: Yeah, but like There's, it's a lot of setup for a kind of funny joke, and that's kind of what yeah. I'm getting at. Is it's a lot of like, this is like not bad in and of itself, but it's some fat that the movie could have done without. Sure, you know it's a really um, interesting casting. I'm curious what you think of it. Mickey Rourke as a hotshot lawyer. <laughs> I mean, he's A dubiously kind of, ethical lawyer. He's kind of perfect for what that role is, because again, he's not. He's competent. He's very competent Well, they even but like like he, he like is potentially like going to go to jail, but they still call him up when they need his help. And he's like, oh, yeah, you just what? do this and this. That's that's one of my
0: favorite moments is like because he bounces when the when the uh, when the feds are coming. Right. Yeah. And uh, the interview is like, oh, no, I know. A, I know a way to get to him. I got to call a guy. I'll call a guy and, and he'll, you know, we can connect. And he's like on a beach somewhere and they're like, oh, we need a stolen documents case. And he just
1: knows it. He's like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Good luck, guys. It's great. And he's right, too. Yeah, no, no. So all that kind of stuff is great. Yeah, it's like I I don't think it's anything groundbreaking again, but it's very solid for what it's doing. You know what it is? It's another example of uh, something I've heard and I've repeated,
0: and it, it, it was meant for Scorsese, but it applies elsewhere. I mean, it was meant for Spielberg, but it applies <laughs> elsewhere. Sometimes you just want to be nestled in the bosom of a Hollywood movie.
1: Yes, it's it feels like very comfortable. It's like I've never seen it, but I feel like I've seen it cuz it hits all those like familiar
0: yeah. notes. You can you can envision Al Pacino once by once upon a time in Hollywood going, "What a picture." Sure.
2: <laughs> um
0: so the question I wanted to bring up to both of you in regards to this. Um would you rather thinking about this movie, but just kind of take it a little broader, have a an overqualified director Making a movie like this, right? I think it's fair to say Coppola is overqualified for this role. Significantly, yes. <laughs> yeah. Or so you get a guy too good for it who's gonna make the movie a little better. Or would you rather have a more ambitious movie helmed by a, a flimsier filmmaker? I don't have a, a great example off the top of my head, but you kind of know what I'm th- what you're thinking of. Like this movie's great, but I want it to be the guy's third movie, not his first, kind of thing. Sure. Or um in the same way that, like, would you rather have, uh, you know, Spielberg direct a bad script or would you rather have a great script helmed by Michael Bay?
1: Um, It's such a case-by-case thing. I don't know that I have, like, a universal answer for that. Yeah. Um, It just kind of depends on the script and on the director. I mean, it's always fun to see an overqualified director, you know, just easily knock one out of the park. But at the same time, that can be diminishing returns because you know they're it's like for me it's uh fincher with the killer where it's like it's not that this is bad it's just that i know he's capable of better sure so i I guess in that that. regard i'd maybe be more interested in the ambitious thing especially because you know you take a chance on an up-and-coming you know maybe not any kind of known entity you know that's eventually how they become the next spielberg or scorsese sure um you know what i guess uh do we does everyone like thank you for smoking
0: oh yeah but like if that had been his second or third movie right where' just a little a little less first filmisms to it
1: I mean so like I would still you think rather it's have rainmaker
0: his... or thank you for smoking
1: I mean I still think that's one of his best so that's maybe not the best example <laughs> sure but that was just one that that stuck to my head of like um really good right
0: off the bat but I for me at least the best was yet to come can go either way
2: Steve what do you think uh I don't know. I teeter totter on this. Um, Talk it out. You know, I, I think that a good director doing an average script will probably give you, you know, at least average results. But if you do, if you're putting a great script in the hands of somebody lesser skilled, then you're always going to have that, well, if only someone else. Took this on, and and you're going to feel like, man, we had we had a great opportunity here, and we blew it. If they don't, if they don't deliver, so what about you go in with different expectations? Sure.
0: What about um a what's what about the movies that Sorkin directed, for example? Right, they're well written. They're they're again they're fun, they're watchable, but they're they're made by a writer who's also directing. Would you rather have that be a, you know, a real good script with a so-so direction or do you want closer
1: to like Fincher with the killer? I mean, well, there we have a sort of point of comparison because we've seen what happens when Sorkin's directed by like, yeah. Fincher. <laughs> I mean, and it it's, you know, I like the uh, Sorkin directed films that I've seen. I like, you know, Chicago 7 quite a bit, but um, I, oh, no, would it I like compare to The Social Network? Not even a little bit.
0: Well, because the you know his his visual style is mostly facilitate the the script, which that is that is a completely viable way of directing.
1: Totally, and if
0: you and ask for, and for writer, his <laughs> very
1: wordy kind of script, it's probably as good a choice as any. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, I I, I I was thinking about that when I was thinking
0: of like if there's anything interesting to bring up with the, with this movie, and it's just it is the the aspect that like you know, Coppola could direct this in his sleep. Totally, but. He he doesn't sleepwalk through it, which is to the movie's benefit.
1: Yeah, just right. very well produced, put together, even if it doesn't necessarily break any new barriers. No, it was it was you know, it was a John
0: Grisham book, which what were they doing? They're they're they were vaguely ever so slightly elevated beach reads. Totally. Yeah, I I remember I read I read most of his stuff when I was uh, when I was younger. They were they were fun. You breeze, you breeze through them. You know what's going to happen. Movies set in courtrooms just always It's hard to find a real awful
1: one. I'm sure there are. But it's just such a like compelling thing to watch. Well, that's just it. Like the ones that throw it off tend to like either be overambitious or like the focus is elsewhere. Yeah. So what's uh? What's what's coming up next, barring any uh,
0: streaming shenanigans?
1: Uh, TBD, because I haven't actually checked the next few for streaming shenanigans, so I don't want to commit to Uh anything I'm not going to have seen. Fair enough. Um, I will await your panicked text message if something goes awry. Well, I'm also kind of working around because just because Kelly's work schedule, she's not going to be able to watch all these with me. So I'm kind of. Yeah. Part of the reason I was trying to do either uh, a few good men or clerks is because she's already seen those and was less keen to rewatch. So that's why I needed yeah. a, I needed a, a something else quickly. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, that makes sense. All right. So
0: why don't we do a question? Let's do Ryan's face off Tom Wilkinson Films,
1: R.I.P. Oh, R.I.P. Um, that was a tough one.
0: Yeah. And and an interesting for not, I don't not not interesting is the wrong word, but as you're thinking about his films, you know, it uh, goes back to the thing that I, I talked about with certain supporting players, like just like the
1: marrow of a movie, like
0: mm-hmm. every movie is just a little better that he's in
1: it. Oh, yeah. He's one of those guys who would show up and just even if he's only in five minutes, that five minutes is immediately a highlight of the film just by virtue of his presence.
0: Yeah, did you did you uh, did you see any of the stories that popped up? That day?
1: Uh, the only one I think I saw was um, um, Scott Derrickson off Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, that was a good one.
0: Uh, yeah, he seemed like a good dude. Yeah, by all accounts. So that's always, yeah, what else do you want? Um, so his, uh the face-offs we have here. First off, The Full Monty or Shakespeare in Love?
1: Uh, so I haven't seen The Full Monty. I don't know if that's one we should be adding as a backup. That could go as a backup.
0: I don't I don't have a strong feeling about
1: it, but it's a it's a pleasant watch. That's what I've heard. It's like I'm sure I would like it well enough. It's just never uh, never gotten around to it. Um, yeah. But I do quite like Shakespeare in Love and from memory, he's very good in it. So I'll go there.
2: All right, Steve. Hmm. It's a good one to start off with. Um, I'm a big fan of both of these. Uh, I'll, I'll go full Monty. Mm. Um, I think he's better in the Full Monty because he has a bigger
0: role from memory but um, Shakespeare in Love I do like a lot it it just you know what it beat is a bummer but other than that it's still very good
1: uh, Rush Hour or The Patriot uh, very different yet very similar in terms of his role in them yes um, I think The Patriot is solid I will go Rush Hour though Steve I'll go The
0: Patriot I'm going to go Patriot as well. I haven't seen Rush show in a while. I remember not loving it.
1: The. I also wonder how well it holds up now. I. Well so we rewatched the trilogy. Well we rewatched the trilogy. I had not seen the third one. The third one is mm. fucking awful. And I would never recommend it I, to anyone. But the first yeah. two. You know. Some horribly cringe inducing racism here and there notwithstanding. The actual buddy cop dynamics of them are still really strong.
0: Well, yeah, they really sold the
1: racism as the selling point,
0: though, yeah, it was an interesting. You're, you're not wrong. Period in time, period in time. Like, don't you want to see two people like uh, complain about each other's stereotypes? And the answer was apparently yes, <laughs> three times. Yes, um, are the they making is, a fourth?
1: Uh, they keep. I'm talking sure they're about threatening. It, who knows? It's probably a threat. Were they all uh, Ratner? I believe so. Yeah. Which that's too bad. Oh. Yeah. He probably does want to make a fourth one badly, then.
0: <laughs> is he like fully gone or, or is he just like disappear to get avoid void having to be gone?
1: I don't think he's directed anything since Tower Heist, but I could be wrong.
0: Well, you're wrong, but he hasn't directed anything since 2014. He made uh, he made Hercules.
1: Was that after Tower Heist? I thought Tower Heist was 2014 after. Tower Heist is 2011. Yeah. So well, then so I am favorite... corrected. I've seen Hercules and that is a movie. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite thing about uh, Tower Heist is uh, my
0: my friend and colleague Mike Ryan uh, interviewed Casey Affleck for it. I want to say, and um, so maybe the movie's wrong, but the point I'm going to make still maintains. And he has a thing where he likes to bring up, is it Oceans Twelve, where they reference that like Julia Roberts' character looks like Julia Roberts. Yeah. So he asks all of the um, Oceans cast members if they. If their characters know that they look like the actors. And uh, mostly they're like confused responses. Clooney this year apparently was like into it. Um, But my favorite one is he asked Casey Affleck about his character's name in Oceans. What's his name? I couldn't tell you for a million Um, dollars. I'm going to look it up because the joke is funnier when I know the name. Um, He was like, does hang on? Give me one second. Does Virgil Malloy know? That he looks like Casey Affleck and Casey goes, who's Virgil Malloy?" <laughs> like, I love and then like the like sheepish like having to be like, oh, I don't like when he realized, oh, that's the character you play. Like, oh, um, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. You can tell he's just like I,
1: there's no way I was going to remember my name in that movie that I made for money. That was a fun All time. Trilogy of movies.
0: Yeah, like I'm sure they ha- and they have a blast but like you don't make that movie for the art. <laughs> You're making that movie because the The check is good and the job is easy and fun. But uh, I love that story. So um, Patriot was my my response to the question,
1: by the way. That movie's a riot. It's not like good, good, but it's an absolute riot. And he's really good, actually. He is really good. He might be better in that, but I think I just like Rush Hour as a movie more. I love his response to the dogs getting taken.
0: When he's like, I thought this was decorum. Uh, that movie also has the strangest recurring joke that like Mel Gibson keeps breaking chairs or like falling in his chair I can't build a chair I don't remember but it's something about chairs in that movie that I remember of, like being puzzled why that was a great joke but apparently it was um, the best exotic Marigold Hotel or
1: Bell? I don't believe I've seen either of these I don't think I even know what Bell is
0: Belle is the Gugu Mbatha Raw movie where she's um, of mixed race, I want to say. And he might be like her father or something Mm. or adoptive father. Let me me pull it up. I remember watching it, thinking it was fine and not it not going anywhere. Uh,
1: Let's see. Let's see how wrong I am. Well, going by my new criteria of which one would I be more likely to see, whichever one is not the Marigold Hotel. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I believe this is the movie you would like better. I don't think you'd like it either, but I think this would be an interesting, like, oh, costume drama. Marigold Hotel, you'd be like, oh, okay. Cute. Um Maggie oh, Smith I talks vaguely, about fucking.
1: I vaguely remember Belle now. Isn't Matthew Good her husband in that one?
0: I think so. I
1: want to say you're right. Okay. Well. Winner by default, but don't be too thrilled about it.
2: Yeah, Steve, I'm going to go with since I've seen uh, neither uh, Bell because of Google. But there
0: there you go. That's good. We can we can make it a we can make it a sweep. My 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 lack of enthusiasm about both is key, but that's fine. Uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel or Selma.
1: (sighs) Oh, that's super tough. Well, that's why he did it. You knew you knew there's always one of them. Well, because did they not come out the same year or like pretty close to? I want to say they're the same year because that makes it tricky because Selma was my favorite film of that year, but I've definitely gone back to Grand Budapest more frequently.
0: Let me double check. I think they're the same year, but I want to double check just because I'm the, the, the exhaustion of... So, what, I think it. I think it is the right year, but let me double
2: check. Same year. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: that's tough. I think, with the benefit of hindsight, I might actually go with um, Grand Budapest Hotel.
2: Hmm. Interesting.
1: That's a movie I can rewatch over and over again and never get sick of.
2: I'll go Grand Budapest as well.
0: I'll go Selma. Uh, Budapest is 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 an acceptable Wes Anderson to me. Um, I I I, oh, I, forget, I yeah no no that this came up with a I was talking to someone recently and they they mentioned that they um I think they, I think Asteroid City came up and I was like oh it was all right and then when I did my ranking they were like oh no oh no uh, not realizing that I don't like um, Wes Anderson for the most part when he's not animated but. um Selma he has he has one of the best lines of that movie when he tells off uh, George Wallace I'll be yep. damned if I'm going to let history lump me in with the likes of you cuz he's playing like he's playing uh Lyndon Johnson vaguely antagonistically Yeah but he's good in it Like he's exactly he he's he's playing the the version of like Martin why can't you just let this work the way I want it to work right mm-hmm. which is good for the movie you need you, the, to set up the the pressures of of everything that MLK is doing. But the idea but I, I was very pleased when I watched it because it kinda of I not that I care that that much, but I always like didn't love when a movie will make him the villain. I'm like, I feel like there's way worse people in the story, like George Wallace and like the the sheriff and like all these like there there were actual monsters. And then here's a very very fl- flawed um guy behind the times. And I like that they had the moment of who knows if that actually happened of like Oh, I see really what what this is is between this is apples and oranges. And I uh, I will be with apples if it's just going to be choosing which side. Not on this side. It's a really great moment. Got a got a standing ovation, I think, at the that, like, premiere screening I was at back in the day. Yeah, great movie. All right. And then we will wrap up with, I I imagine you probably could guess. But uh, in case you're, you're not ready to guess, in the Bedroom or Michael Clayton?
1: <laughs> uh, I have not seen In the Bedroom, but I fucking love Michael Clayton, and it's probably his best performance that I've seen. So I will go with that. Um, go uh, look up if In the
2: Bedroom is is available. I'm on it, Steve. Yeah, because that might be his best performance. Um, I, mean, I think it is. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, very different films, though, so it makes it a little yeah. tougher. Um, I'm going to go with in the bedroom.
0: Same. Um, well, it's uh it would. Uh, have you seen Little Children? Miles? Yes. Oh, so if it's available, you can complete the Todd Field circuit. The trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and have you seen it Eyes Wide Shut?
1: Available. No, I haven't. That was one of our.
0: I know. I wasn't sure if you hadn't seen it or if it just wasn't available. Okay. I really I really thought to make that. Uh, retroactively i'm going back to that christmas movie that's not a christmas movie question and adding eyes wide shut because it's set during christmas there you go Uh, so yeah for christmas next year try to watch eyes wide shut if it's available oh what a treat that'll be um let's do a pair of questions that'll lead us into a topic uh, our own Robert Hamer asks, what do you predict will be the first great movie of 2024? In parentheses, 2023, limited releases expanding wide in 2024 don't count. And then we also have uh, Julia Delbel saying, what, if anything, do you see being a breakout hit this year? So think about that answer. And while you do that, I'm going to pull up my um, 100 movies to see this year list and we can uh, play that game. So what do you think will be the first breakout hit? And what do you th- uh, what do you think will be breakout hits overall? Or first great movie slash breakout hit?
1: Uh, Well, either I would say um, my guess is it's going to happen in March and it's either going to be Dune Part 2 or Mickey 17. Hmm. I think Dune will probably be a hit. I have no idea what to make of Mickey. I mean, it's Bong Joon-ho and it's Robert Pattinson. That alone has got me my butt in the seat. <laughs>
0: sure. Steve, what do you think will be a breakout or a great movie earlier on this year?
2: Hmm um uh, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about uh challengers Is there any buzz oh, in I that game yeah.
0: well i mean it hasn't no one ins- it didn't actually get the screen so that, that counts i'll count that like i don't know if we can count hitman
2: you know
1: sure well especially if, if it's, it's, it's a netflix movie then it may not get
2: to well, they have- out in the
1: same way
0: oh, wait. yeah yeah well, they're trying to figure out how much they want to push that movie or not.
2: When you make, when I, are you talking box office? When you're talking breakout, I think more like I guess
0: box office is a factor, but I think like more of like a
2: being cultural, a movie that
1: like people are talking about it. Yeah, For, either way works. Furiosa. Well, sure. That'll sure. definitely be an event of some kind or other.
0: Yeah. yeah. So why don't we uh, we we do our, our which as we do every year? You'll give me a number, and I'll talk about. The movie from our 100. At some point you'll repeat yourselves and uh I'll chastise you. But other than that, we'll see. And uh yeah, I definitely won't have to Google some of these because I don't remember what I wrote down a couple weeks ago. But uh go for it. Uh Miles, you can go first. Uh 88. 88 is Night Swim. I see it tomorrow slash yesterday when you hear this. I'm it I I I was kind of into it for the idea of Wyatt Russell, and I think. I want to say the actress is also someone uh, I Carrie
1: know, Carrie Condon. Like, yeah, but um, I saw a trailer. Yeah,
0: that no, eighty-eight was high.
1: No, nothing, uh, nothing to diminish your excitement more than a trailer showing you what it actually is, and a uh, three p.m. on Thursday embargo. Oof. So you will hear this before the embargo lifts.
0: Make of that what you will. Steve, seventeen.
2: Seventeen,
0: Inside Out Two. Huh. Hmm. I would I would be more excited if I knew the entire cast was back.
1: But I mean, they they the first one's so good. First one is so good, and they've done great sequels in the past. So who knows?
0: Yeah, and 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 I'm sure they won't
1: uh, tackle puberty
0: like uh like you know is possible because it's still Disney. But they have so much to work with that I I, I feel like even if it's not the next great Pixar, it should be a more thoroughly praised one than they've had in a little bit. Well, they could use the head. Yeah. Also, I got to imagine this is going to open huge. The first one made so much money. It's probably only done more since then with the people, you know, The DVD, Disney Plus, all that. So I got to imagine that it will be um, an an event, at least for the first weekend. If it's not, they have problems.
1: Well, I mean, Elemental was only a hit sort of after the fact, not necessarily. (laughs) Well, that that was I wonder if
0: some of that, besides what we've talked about with they 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 fucked over the specialness of a Pixar release with the pandemic, not their fault, but that kind of has gone by the wayside but if it hadn't been a an original right if it had the built-in like fandom would it have just opened wide i mean open big and they continue to perform
1: i mean i think we have an answer to that that answer is light year yeah well i think the problem with light year one coming right after the pandemic the the specialness was gone but two people didn't know what it was yeah, but it's still Toy Story adjacent. They've, if that kind of branding was going to do something, you'd think something Toy Story adjacent. You'd at least have curiosity, even if there's confusion.
0: Maybe. I think I think they... I don't think they should have done something particularly differently, because you don't want to trick people into seeing your movie. But I wonder if they erred in not figuring out a way to maybe have like the toy aspect of it shown in the trailer. You know like I I obviously you weren't going to see like Woody but like something to indicate that he was a toy as opposed like I know cuz that's not the movie they made but I feel like that might have helped with the uh the audience but who knows didn't happen Next up uh 50 50
1: Twisters That is a big question mark of a movie if ever there was one. I don't care about Twister,
0: but it is the movie that um, Lee Isaac Chung made after Minari. Yeah, that alone is interesting. I I really hope he's a Twister fan and not this was the gig he could get. But we'll see. Because he was going to do... He was going to make a live-action version of Your Name at one point. Yeah, which would be very interesting. I don't believe... I don't believe he's making it anymore. But at one point he was directing it and um Emily Gordon uh the uh writing partner/life slash life partner of Kumail Nanjiani uh was was the uh did the first draft. And then I think he um I want to say he might have came on he, I know he rewrote it. I don't know if he was just directing at one point. I know Mark Webb was the original director.
1: Not as exciting.
0: Yeah, um, and at that point, it would be about a young Native American woman living in a rural area and a young man from Chicago. Okay. And then Lee Isaac Chung. Okay, so that would maybe was the the Emily Emily V Gordon draft, and then he took over as both. Then he departed, and now. Carlos Lopez Estrada is making it. He made Blind Spotting.
1: Oh, sure. Well, that's
0: could be interesting. He made uh, he made Blind Spotting, and he actually um, co-directed um Rye and the Last Dragon*.
1: Okay, mm. not for nothing.
0: And he um, was part of the creative leadership of *Frozen* two and, and *Encanto*, so he's part of Disney. Interesting. Yeah, for, uh, uh, Twisters can be uh, great or terrible. I do not know. But also, I suspect it might be big.
1: Yeah, I, it's it seems like the kind of thing where, like, even outside of nostalgia for the original, I feel like there could be an audience for that. Yeah,
0: it might be almost like an ironic hit. Steve, you got a number?
2: Um, or you sure. just went? No, it's my Go turn. Ahead. And I've got a good one. Twenty-seven. Whoa. Yes. Twenty-seven.
0: All right, I'm definitely not looking up the name of this title. Oh, I think I know what it is, but let me just double-check. It is Freaky Tales. hmm Told you. Freaky Tales. Um, I'm interested in it because it's uh, Anna Bodden and Ryan Fleck of Half Nelson and Sugar fame, also uh, Captain Marvel. Pedro Pascal, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 I did hear about that. Yeah, I mean, cast alone. This is like a, yeah, four interconnected stories taking place in 87 Oakland. Um, cool. It's, uh, I believe, going to play um, Sundance.
1: I think you're right. I want to say that's how I heard about it, because they put out, like, a image or something. Yeah, so that will be our, we'll know a little
0: bit about that soon-ish. So, I like them, so I'm very, it's kind of a funny story was their other movie. So I'm I'm down to see what they have in store for us. Um since
1: they they made their Captain Marvel and moved on. Miles? Uh let's say ninety-nine. Ninety nine.
0: <laughs> Venom three. <laughs> the, the 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 anything under night swim is interesting. Uh yeah, Venom three. Which they still don't just let Tom Hardy
1: direct these, do they? I mean, in everything but name. <laughs> he like fully wrote this one, right? Or co-wrote, I think at least. Well, let's
0: see. Yeah, Ke- Kelly Marcel, who I think c- co-wrote the other ones. Yes, she's directing and and co-wrote with him. Sure. I mean, here's the question I have with Venom Three. Besides, why? But I know why. It made money. What do you do now? They already did Carnage.
1: There's other symbiotes that they can do, or just other Marvel adjacent baddies that like they want to test drive for Sony's bizarre universe of Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man. Sure,
0: but like um, Carnage is like the big villain.
1: No, no, I, I agree. I think they burned him too early. But well, yes and no, because you wouldn't want to keep waiting for Carnage, but also correct. Where do you go from here? Is, can you think of another like? In the Venom sphere, haven't got a clue. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I didn't know who the fuck Riot was before the first Venom. No, I don't. I don't.
0: I mean, here when I Googled villain Venom villains, it's all just Spider Man people.
1: Well, that's it. It's, it's probably going to end up being. I know she would tell Edufor's in it, and um, and um, Juna Temple, right? Yes. So one of them will probably be a Spider Man adjacent villain, if not a straight up somebody who's in that his- world.
0: Chuettel was kingpin.
1: Uh maybe. I mean, they're they've not, already I, got I, I kingpin think... on TV, which is why I don't think they would go there. But yeah,
0: Spider Man is the villain.
1: I mean, that's the case in Madam Web. So who knows? Wait, what? Have you not seen the trailer? <laughs> it's basically about its final destination with Spider Man. I, I watched the trailer on Mutant. Didn't pay that much attention. Go on, tell me more. I mean, that's all there is to it. But there's, it's like. Oh wait, wait, a hang, bunch hang on! Future um, Spider Women being hunted by an evil Spider Man. So it's not the main Spider Man. No, it's like another character, but it is. It, oh, well, like hang, It, hang on it is second. functionally a Spider Man. Um, you get a bonus
0: pick. Say ninety-five. Ninety-five. Oh, Madam Web. Okay, now we can keep talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Madam Web, ninety-five. Venom, three ninety-nine. I want. I don't know any bad thing about this character. Venom has a villain called Jack. O Lantern.
1: Oh, I know him. Sure. That'd be fun. It might I be want too Jack O'Lantern.
0: But...
1: She <laughs> would tell Edge of as Jack O'Lantern. Hey, that's, that's not g- nothing. <laughs> There's a guy called Sin Eater. Huh? That seems like a, an edgy, venom adjacent villain. Well, here's Shriek. I think they. It wasn't Naomi Harris' Shriek in uh, yeah. Carnage? Yeah. I'm looking at the list.
0: So, The Jury, whatever that is. Scream, which is probably just shriek with a symbiote i don't want to say
1: i want to say she was in the um the recent uh spider-man 2 game mm. i didn't get that far yet well uh toxin to. which i
0: guess is toxin is just flash as a venom i don't know that we're getting into nonsense all right steve yeah madam webb I, I gotta watch that trailer but it sounds awful
2: 30 <clears throat> excuse me 32 32
0: Driveaway away dolls. Oh, yeah. mm. I, I mean, it's 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 a Cohen, so I don't know.
1: But that trailer did look fun
0: and I love the cast.
1: Yep. Got a lot of cool people in it.
0: Uh, Geraldine uh, and Margaret Qualley are the leads, right? Yep.
1: But you also and got Bean like Feldstein. Pedro and uh, Beanie and Mark, Matt Damon and uh, Bill Camp. Coleman Domingo. Coleman Domingo. Yep. So. Yeah. Matt Damon is like a senator or
0: something. I'm I don't know that it's going to be like particularly great because it seems like such a like a wild idea. And it's a February movie, but
1: well, not originally
0: from the strikes. Yeah, yeah, but I I think if it was maybe a little better, they might have held it a little longer. But who knows? Maybe they're just trying to get it out. I'm in. I mean, what's interesting is The only person who didn't seem who's not
1: interested in this movie is uh, Joel Cohen. Yeah, well, because he and he and Ethan are doing different things now.
0: Didn't they didn't they speculate they're coming back together for something?
1: Yeah. So I don't think they're like done done. I think it's just like, hey, do you want to do Shakespeare? Not really. Do you want to do this lesbian road comedy? No, not really. All right. (laughs) Well, didn't Ethan also say, like, I might not want to do movies anymore he did why well, or at least he wanted to do theater instead or something yeah like that. and then joel was like i'm gonna go make a I'm gonna go stage shakes here
0: <laughs> yeah sure you don't want to do this with me but it is funny that apparently they both were like we got ideas and this is the first time they couldn't figure it out Because i remember them talking about it and i probably talked it on the podcast that the, they explained at the nyff screening for lewin davis that the way they work is they'll work at like three scripts at once. and Yes. Just whatever, whenever they get like writer's block, like, OK, on to the next one.
1: And they'll just whatever finishes first is what they make. They don't really have a, a plan necessarily. Well, uh, they had that. Barton Fink was famously written while they had writer's block on Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Well, like, and it almost looks like they could be the same movie. Like visually, they're there. You
0: could tell they're in the same like mindset. Very mm-hmm. much so. Um didn't because they always have a couple they don't make. Like didn't they have that World War II movie where Brad Pitt was it like he was silent or something like that that never got made?
1: I don't know about that one.
0: There's on like a train or something. Let's see, now we gotta look. Is there an unmade Cohen Brothers films uh yep, there's a whole page. Let's see. In the eighties they tried to make Suburbicon. Oh, well. Maybe they dodged maybe a bullet there. S- yeah. I mean elements of that movie work, but I, I don't I don't like it very much. They were going to do an Elmore Leonard adaptation of uh, Cuba Libre. To the White Sea, is that the one? That's a James Dickey book for Brad Pitt. Yeah, I think this is the one, but no one would fund it. I think it was expensive. Let's see if this is the World War I one, or if I'm just making it up. It's a an American tailgunner parachutes from his burning airplane into Tokyo in the final months of World War II. Yeah,
1: that could be interesting. Or could happen, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, they uh, another one they were going to do, the Michael uh, Chabon uh, book, The Yiddish Policeman's Union. That was, like, I think maybe after, like, right after they won the Oscar. And I think they were, that, that was kind of one of those things where I think everyone just assumed they were going to make it. Like, a. Like a, that kind of quirky book was like, it's perfect for them. And I think, the, according to this, the author wrote like they wrote a draft of the script and then they moved on. Well, uh, apparently a sequel to Barton Fink. I'd still watch that oh, old Fink. Um
1: Apparently, they're hypothetically waiting until John Turturro is old enough to play the part, I mean. Does he need to be much older? I'd feel like he can pass for however much older they need him to at this point. Yeah, that and they were going to write the remake of Scarface. Oh, I do remember that for like Luca or something. Yep. Just a
0: what a what a what a what a what a combination of people who make me less interested in a movie. (laughs) Also, a remake of a movie I don't love. Well, somehow that's the the anti-me version of it. Yeah, whatever. Um, but I, I am interested in driveway dolls. We'll see. I probably will see it soon-ish. Uh, next up, whoever's next. I think Miles, you're up.
1: Uh, let's go with 12. Mickey17, look at you. Hey. You want, you want to take it away on Mickey17? Sure. It's Bong Joon-ho sci-fi based on a book about uh, Robert Pattinson is like a disposable clone. It's basically what if the twist from Moon, but like you start off knowing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also got Steven Yoon, Tony Collette, Mark Ruffalo. Um, we know little about it. We've only got like that one shot that they showed like a year ago or whatever. But yeah. I am and very like that, excited.
0: The, the teaser is like that shot, right? Just live That's action. That's
1: all it is, yeah. Yeah. Um probably can, right? Maybe. Or maybe they're just like, hey, it's coming out in March. We're ready.
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Steve. Um uh, 71.
0: Seventy-one,
1: the Garfield movie. Why is that even on there? because yeah. I
0: ran out of because I ran out of things. <laughs> um, I will say, I I wanted it on here for in case someone picked it because you know who the voice of Garfield is, right?
1: Oh gosh, whoever could it be?
0: You want to guess, or you know,
1: I it's the guy it's... who gets cast as every voice role despite not being good at voice acting.
2: Steve, who is it? is it bill murray oh, oh no wait wait, hold no, on! no hold it's on, not, hold not hold bill on. murray wait wait, wait, wait. No, I, i'm using i'm using uh miles's clue uh chris pratt yep it is chris pratt oh my god
1: <laughs> chris pratt is the voice of garfield oh. well i don't know if you guys uh, well i guess steve didn't but um just, uh joey i don't know if you saw the trailer but it's very like i did not it's doing that thing that like I guess Scoob did where like it's like oh like Garfield is a kitten and it's like their first meeting and it's like it's kind of like a sweet heartfelt thing and then like smash cut into like the worst kind of Garfield movie jokes that you would assume this movie is. Does he hate Mondays? He hates Mondays. He like bathes in lasagna. Oh there's a whole plot about his uh, cat like deadbeat dad who's played by Samuel L. Jackson for some reason. Yeah Vic. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Vic. Um Nicholas Holt is John Arbuckle. Yeah. Harvey
0: Guillen is Odie. Hannah Waddingham is in this, I'm assuming as normal.
1: Or John's girlfriend or boss or yeah. something.
0: Sicily C- Strong could also be normal, I guess. Um, Brett Goldstein is in it, so it's a Ted Lasso reunion. And Bowen and Yang. All right, yeah, Miles, you're assigned to review this movie. Bad <laughs> Comes out in May. Wow.
1: I'm glad we brought it up. All right. Next up, uh, Miles. Uh, Let's go with 40.
0: I like how up until now you've been going low and he's been going high. Now we're meeting in the middle. You're also picking ones you like. You're doing very well. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. You can take it away again.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. And I didn't think I would be because no Matt Reeves, no Andy Serkis. But that trailer looked pretty fire. Yeah. I mean, it looks like apes. Well, as somebody who's a huge fan of the recent Apes trilogy and just rewatched them last year and they absolutely hold up. Um, yeah, I couldn't be more excited about this. And there's kind of new eyeballs on it now because we now know it's something of a test run for uh, what the Legend of Zelda movie is going to be. Same director.
0: Yes, that that is the most interesting part of it for me at this point. Steve, what do you think? Or do you want to just pick another one? I uh, just pick another one.
1: Uh, that's fair. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Let's go with
0: nine. Number nine. Hitman. I've seen it. It's good. It's so good. I can't wait. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. Glenn Powell just oozing movie star. Link Ladder and him having a blast. Like, read my review. It's so good. Um, I really hope Netflix uh, knows what they're doing with it. They seem to know they have something. I don't know if they've, because they haven't decided what they're doing with it yet. When I asked them at an event for a different film of theirs. I was like so uh summer or something like that they're like we're not sure like because I, I think they're aware that of people been like you guys maybe could have tried for awards with this so maybe they'll just try next year for awards or at least have it as like the palette cleanser award idea you know I don't know what else I don't I can't think necessarily of like their big push right now for next year but they could also you know be like well if that's too heavy we got this and one of them will see what 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 hits so. I, uh, I can't wait for more people to see it
1: next. Uh, Eighty
0: six. Oh, OK. The Strangers Chapter one. All
1: right.
0: I mean, I mean, from Rennie I, I'm, Harlan, I'm, that's that's honestly the part that I'm interested in. Because I like the Strangers didn't really love the sequel. Which is I didn't I didn't really like it at all. But like, you know, the strangers as an idea I'm I'm into. So
1: this is the start of a, a trilogy, I want to say. Yeah, but that they already made, I guess. Or... Yeah, that's the other thing that I'm
0: I'm slightly confused about. Yeah, so let's see. They're apparently hypothetically all coming out this year, too.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like the horror equivalent of that Kevin Costner horizon thing.
0: Yeah, which we'll see if you see if you find that on this list. Um, No, kind of a no name cast. This one is their drive. Maya is driving across country with her longtime boyfriend to start a new life in the Pacific Northwest. Along the way, their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon. They're forced to spend the night in an isolated Airbnb through the night. They're terrified by three murderous masked avengers. I mean, Avengers. yeah, that sounds about right. Strangers. I don't know why I said Avengers. I, uh, you know what? Three masked Avengers. Who would it be?
1: Uh, I don't know who are the worst Avengers. <laughs> uh, um, Who would be Hawkeye? Falcom before he became Captain America. Uh. Um, Th- well, it would
0: have to be the Hawkeye as Ronin for the mask. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's see. Uh I'm I'm going real down the line. Like it was a second tier. Um and, and
1: Cosmo the Space Dog. Yeah, you know what? I'm in. I was gonna say like uh <laughs> um Colby Smulders is like agent. <laughs> oh yeah. Apparently she like, died in Secret Invasion. Yeah, I was going to say. I heard, and everyone was annoyed that, like, you killed her off and it didn't matter.
2: Well, she, yep. she
1: dies yeah. in, like, the first episode, and it's like, okay. as yeah. like the twist, yeah. It's like they're building, yeah, building the stakes,
2: and then they uh, it didn't really matter. No one cared. Yeah.
0: Apparently, the all three chapters have the same star for this movie, so
2: I guess we'll see. All right, next one. Is that me? Uh, 50. Yeah. Five zero, We did that one, Twisters, so strike one. When we do that three times, we're out. Damn it, 51. Uh, Definitely don't have to look that one up.
1: Havoc. Oh, is that the um, Tom Hardy uh, Gareth Evans? I want to say that is. I'm excited for Gareth Evans to do something cool that's not the raid, so I hope this is it.
0: I think I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah that's this is the one what the hell is it about why did I want to watch why did I like it after a drug deal gone wrong a bruised detective must fight his way through the criminal underworld to rescue a politician's estranged son unraveling a deep web of corruption and conspiracy that ensnares his entire city I'm into it that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> like for uh, for a Tom Hardy Timothy Oll fantastic Forrest Whitaker Louis Guzman yeah, I'm in. No idea when we'll see it.
1: <laughs> well, that's a Netflix one, too, isn't it? Uh,
0: Yes, I believe it is. All right,
1: what we got next? Uh, I think it's me, uh, 24.
0: 24. <laughs> You're not going to be happy. Uh. Do you want to guess what would make you not happy?
1: Uh... I don't know, Deadpool three or something.
0: No, you you would you it's one you want to see less and Deadpool three is much higher than that. Uh, this might be your the movie you're going to see, but are at least excited to see.
1: I mean, if it's Ghostbusters, you're very optimistic. No, Ghostbusters is also higher. <sighs> this is a movie I think you'll see ultimately, but boy, are you not going to be happy about it? Wicked, I don't know. Close Joker, fully ado. I'm every day. I'm pretty increasingly convinced. I'm just not going to see it. Yeah, I'll watch. But, I'll watch boy. a trailer and make my determination from there. But, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a thing.
2: Steve, what do you think about the musical Joker sequel? You know what? I like Joker more than uh, most people, I we, guess. So, okay, and you know, I like Lady Gaga. So uh, I don't know. I don't I, but I can't say I'm excited about it. I haven't seen anything. Are uh, there clips out or anything at just, all? Just, just photos, a couple of like set just photos. Images. Yeah. It's going to be hard yeah. to to really gauge you know until you get a, a feel how this musical aspect is going to play into it because it could it can definitely go wrong. Um and I'm mm. struggling to see how it can go right. But hey, you know what? All right. We'll see. Sounds good. All right. Uh Steve, pick one. Uh 50. Strike two. Uh I know I did it on purpose. Uh I know. <laughs> it's getting, He's late. getting tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh right, let's go. Uh 52.
0: Mother Mary.
1: Which
2: one's that? Uh
0: I'll tell you in a second. Mother Mary is David Lowry's next movie. Oh. With Anne Hathaway and Hunter Schaefer. Oh. follows the relationship of a musician and a fashion designer it's it's just purely on the uh david Lowry Valerie of it all a twenty four an cool. epic melodrama yeah i'm I'm into it for david lowry all right miles
1: uh five
0: Maxine yes oh i'm i'm very into this movie we've we've talked about it enough but I'm very, I'm very keen to see this trilogy complete now that it is a franchise and kind of a trashy 80s set. It's going to have like a like a detective vibe to it, right? Isn't Kevin Bacon like a cop?
1: I think multiple characters are playing cops. Yeah, but it's also in like the porn industry. Yeah, she's going to. This is how she she broke out, right? Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or how she. Well, I guess
0: I guess she would have already she would have been a star lit, right? in in
1: um in x well not aspiring starlet not well she's existing. in a movie so like well yeah but they famously they don't finish the movie
0: <laughs> yeah but like that's not like something happens there like I, I imagine she just doesn't go on with her life so i wonder
1: if well no I, I, what i'm thinking is either she tries to and the past catches up with her or it's like you know oh you're the girl who was shooting a porn when like the murder spree happened let's put her yeah. in this thing for the novelty of it.
0: I feel like she's going to like kill the, the bad people in the porn world.
1: I think, I think after Pearl, it would be a very missed opportunity if she doesn't kill someone.
0: Yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe, maybe that's the twist. She's been investigated for murders, but she's not a murderer. Maybe she is fully a murderer.
1: Well, I mean, she's not more of a self-defense kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, her, her, her dead twin essentially is a murderer, but well you know, sure. I'm I'm in though. So in. All right, Steve, pick two more and I'll and I'll call it for you.
2: All right. Uh let's go number two and number uh twenty three. All
0: right, uh, twenty three right, is Furiosa. Nice. you guys are probably more excited about than I am. And number two is they follow. Oh huh. Uh, we talked about it, I think, when they announced it, but boy, am I excited for They Follow. Everything release. I want out of uh, a... What's, what's the release date on that? Any clue? What's the, uh, They're going to make it this year, so hopefully it comes out this year.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: they announced last year that was going into production this year. So we'll see. Uh,
1: Miles, you want to do two more and then we'll call it? On this topic, at least? Uh, let's say 10 and 1. Nice. Ten is Terrifier three, which, boy, did some somehow I got more into Terrifier than you did. No, I I like the first one. The second one I think gets a little too.
0: Oh, the second boring. one's up its own ass a little bit, but I'm I, I'm fascinated by the fact that it did that, and also that it came out in theaters like wide and was kind of a hit,
1: like. I'm tickled by the idea that it was successful. I mean, I'll, so t- I I'll tell you this. Three. One of the best new like horror characters to come out in recent memory. And it's the simplicity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a murderous clown with a real fucked up sense of humor. And I, I am and quite name. excited that A, it's a Christmas movie, and B, they're bringing back the lead from the uh, previous one. Yeah, if you're going to spend all the time setting up lore and having her be like... I don't know, like not supernatural, but like have mystical powers sort of like you better use her again. One would hope. Well, because some of the lesser Freddy sequels would set stuff like up that stuff like that up and then just move on.
0: All of those franchises
1: did. Mm -hmm. Jason was
0: a fucking parasite at one point. Right. They all got into that nonsense. And he fought Carrie, who never got seen again. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my number one is a Nora, the Sean Baker movie. Consistently really like Sean Baker. Um I it's a New York set movie which is interesting I believe. And uh yeah the fact that nobody knows anything about it last time that happened we got red rocket so I'm in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I will uh fill out the top 10. Uh, my number 3 is the 430 movie from Kevin Smith which is about um like uh, younger kids who sneak into like a movie theater and spend the day hopping from theater to the theater. I don't know what that's going to be but like I'm into the idea. Uh 4 is Deadpool 3. Six, you should have, you should have found it. It was what was once called and, but is now called Kind of Kindness. Yay. It's the uh, follow up to poor things from Yorgos and Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe is maybe in it again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I know he gets hit by her at one point, like on set for some reason. Um, Seven is soul 11, eight is Dune 2. And then just for funsies, let's fill out the, the bottom. 89, so everything under night Swim. 89 is the way of the wind, because how can you make me less excited for Terrence Malik movie? Make it about Jesus. Oof, yeah, that might be a pass for me. <laughs> yep. Um, number 90, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. <sighs> yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, the Netflix movie.
1: Could be something, yeah. but I'm watching that trailer and be like, weren't these comedies? It's that It's the Ghostbusters problem all over again. Yeah, I'm not sure what the take is there besides, like, I'm old. He's, uh, it's, and it's it's, he doesn't even look especially old. Like, no, he Eddie just Murphy's aged quite well. Yeah. yeah, which,
0: you know, I I have a weird urge whenever I, I see an Eddie Murphy thing. Like, I don't want to watch Candy Cane Lane, but, like, maybe, not tonight because it's too late, but maybe I want to watch Bowfinger this week. Sure. Love Bowfinger. Wait, have you not seen Bowfinger? I have not. Google Bowfinger.
1: I'll I'll look into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, 91 is The Brutalist, the, the Brady Corbet movie that, like, has been on this list for years because I imagine he'll eventually make it. <laughs> um, 92 is Borderlands. Again, like, didn't Eli Roth make this
1: a while ago? Well, he it's been in post-production hell for so long that he wrote, shot and released Thanksgiving during the post-process.
0: And is now working on the script for Thanksgiving, too. So,
1: yeah, it it better be
0: good. (laughs) I suspect it might not be. Uh, 93 Legally Blonde 3. Oh, God, that's happening, isn't it? I think it might have already shot. Uh,
2: Okay.
0: yeah. 94 Argyle.
1: Are you one of those people who can't stand the trailer?
0: I I was indifferent to it. I don't know why it's so awful, but also like uh, I feel like. Didn't they just do this movie? Wasn't the Sandra Bullock thing with Channing Tatum like a similar premise?
1: Uh, it's almost the
0: opposite premise. But yeah, like that idea is now the idea they're they're using for high concept movies
1: again. I guess. The I,
0: romancing the stone element. I don't know.
1: A, a Matthew Vaughn spy movie that's not another Kingsman. I There are certainly things we've talked about that I'm less interested in.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like...
1: I like the first two Kingsman. I didn't like the Kingsman at all. See, I thought so the that second Kingsman was dreadful, but I thought the third one was uh, a little better. The first, first one's first, good. One,
0: the, the second one's, one's fine. Blessed. The third one is—I don't know. I just—it it was too serious for what he—he's making a dumb movie. Forgot he was
1: making a dumb movie. Um, um... <laughs> Maybe all timer of a post-credit scene though. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Ninety-six. Bad Boys Four. They're really kicking themselves for already using up the four life subtitle. Yep. Bad Boys Forget. Maybe they're maybe they're like, you know, in a home. Uh
0: here's a movie that fell down the rankings quite a bit. Rebel Moon, part two, The Scargiver. 97. 98, Craven the Hunter. Yep. And number 100, you want to guess? Mm, No. It's always a big movie, but a movie I couldn't care less about. And it's a movie that also I couldn't care less about recently. Mm. Uh, Long title. We saw one of the characters this year. I, I... All right. Godzilla X Kong, the oh. new empire. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I got a Godzilla movie. I don't need another one.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, so. for me, at least Godzilla movies kind of peaked with minus one. So it's hard for me to get exactly. back into the monster verse side of things. But this
0: one has like a baby Kong.
1: Well, and it's going back to the um, the Millennium Era design where he's got the purple fins, which I'm a big fan of. I'm fine with that, but I, I mean, they're really doing the flat Earth thing again, and I don't like. Well, that. that's that's what this whole MonsterVerse has been structured around—is the Hollow Earth thing. Yeah, I mean, that's their big <sighs> take on the material. Great. So <laughs> that's my take on that. But um, in a weird, um, random bit of randomness, it's uh, the guest reunion. <laughs> that's true. I, I like that part, but uh, enough to care uh well
0: let's finish up our questions and then we'll uh we'll wrap up with globes all right we have samuel asking us which movie had the best original screenplay oscar nominated in 2018 i would be shocked if we don't have the same answer but let's see uh green book that's what won let's keep that in mind that's what won has the oscar the favorite first reformed roma and vice uh, the favorite.
2: i, I, I going the favorite, favorite as well. As
0: well. Yeah. Uh, if you took that away, what would your second choice be? Mine would actually be Vice. Maybe Roma. I didn't like Vice. I'd go Vice. I didn't care for Roma. Yeah, Roma, I was indifferent too. I didn't like First Reformed. Honestly, Green Book might oh, have been I, my third. Actually, no, no. You know what? My second would have been First
1: Reformed. All right. So you agree with everything Paul Schrader says and does? No, I just like that one movie. <laughs>
0: He's like a harmless version of like. He'll, like, I don't feel like he's going to ever get canceled because people just sort of like shrug him off as like he's a crabby old man. If you like. I mean, I, I certainly hope he hasn't said anything since I've said that to make me regret that. But I heard someone else talking about that where they're like, it's interesting that like people sort of like get a kick out of him as opposed to like when Armin White does something. You know, I don't know. Which, by the way, you know, we're closing in on the better than list. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, you love the
0: better than list. It's it's
1: the most unhinged he gets all year. I mean, I'm nothing if not curious. I'll say that. Well, that's the thing. He has he has hooked you, right? I mean, hooked is a strong
0: word, but mild curiosity. I just double checked that he he hasn't written anything this year yet. Though, do you you want to be blown away? Mm. He apparently loved all of us strangers. That, wow. is, that
1: is actually is. quite
0: surprising.
2: <laughs> Do you have the blurb? I...
0: Um, yeah, let's pull up the blurb real quick. Oh my God. Like I, Because I pulled up, I actually went to the goddamn National Review to look. Um, he says. Hang on. I got to pull it up on my computer because it's cutting off so it makes even less sense than normal one second but yes he uh he is a fan Oof. of all of us strange he called it the the actual uh thing from the website if you go to is an introspective classic huh. he says uh what cinches this daring perspective is actor andrew scott's phenomenal characterization as a well oh, Never mind. It's still him um, as a weakling who grapples with gradual self-awareness. So he
1: has to neg even in this. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say what he still has to throw in some kind of negative in there. Yeah. Uh, well, nothing. I, I mean, nothing recently will, will
0: beat Rebel Moon and comparing it to the thief of
1: Baghdad. I mean, I would argue that that comparing David Fincher to the Taliban might be an all-timer.
0: Yeah. Well, he also called Steve McQueen a garbage man one spot time. So,
1: yeah.
0: Never change, Armin. All right. Who gave the best performance Oscar nominated for lead actor from 1977? Remember how we did directing? Also, Sam said uh, we convinced him he changed his answer from Star Wars to Annie Hall.
1: Oh, that's funny. Um,
0: Yeah. So the nominees were Richard Dreyfuss, The Goodbye Girl, Woody Allen, Annie Hall, John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, Richard Burton and Equus, and Marcello Mastronini for A Special Day.
1: I haven't seen enough of these performances to really say.
2: Steve, can you provide the list again, please?
1: Dreyfus in The Goodbye
0: Girl. I believe he wins. Woody Allen in Annie hole. Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. Richard Burton fucking a horse in Equus and Marcelo Mastroianni in A Special Day. Uh, That's the one I haven't seen. I'd go I'd go Woody Allen. Same I think with uh with Travolta 2 Dreyfus 3. Yeah. I guess I it's would funny have no Allen by default. Yeah. I mean he is good in it, but I don't know that you would have I don't know that you would be in a hurry to give him the Oscar for actor in that. No, not necessarily. But I I do like that he got a nomination for it. It's a good recognition of like Well, he's he's playing himself, but like he will never play himself better than this proved accurate also uh, and then finally was emma stone the right winner for la la land if she didn't win who would have instead would she then have won for the favorite or poor things um if she didn't have an oscar i think it might be a wrap this year
1: yes that said i would still call her the front runner until proven otherwise uh it's gonna be her and lily gladstone i think right now between the two but i i'm giving her the edge for now
0: yeah we'll see when when they actually start giving awards
1: yeah televised
0: awards, um, And I will say perhaps Sandra Uller is like the looming. Third like place. Dark Horse
1: kind of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Carrie Mulligan kind of has that, but I don't, I don't know where she's going to win. The favorite, I don't think she would have beaten Regina King. No. Would have been interesting, but I don't think she would have won. And um, was she the right winner? Um, yeah, though. Natalie Portman's great in Jackie as well. Yeah. And and probably would have won if not for her. I would agree with that, Same except way? for um, um, the Verhoeven movie was it L? Oh yeah, that was in play, wasn't it? That that was like a, she won the Globe. Um. Uh, well, I'm spacing on her name. Is it um, Yeah, she won the she won the Globe right.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Well, and I think that's why some people were like thinking, "Oh, maybe."
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Trying to, who was four and five? She would have been three, I think. Um, yeah, because Meryl Streep's there for Florence Foster Jenkins, just because there's a law, and uh, Ruth Negga slips in at the end for loving because she she had had been the biggest um, faller, I think, of the year. Yep. going from presumably one or two cuz also remember Viola Davis ends up supporting that lead which opens up a spot I'm trying to think who would have won who who else would have been there cuz I, I don't know i'm trying to think who she cuz Ruth Nega was the worry right like oh she might miss and i don't remember who would have gotten it above her me, oh i know the big miss. it's Amy Adams is who she gets in over oh yeah and then um in the periphery, you have Annette Benning um, and uh, Jessica Chastain for 20th Century Women and Miss Sloan, respectively.
2: Mm-hmm. The usual suspects.
0: Kind of. And then should have happened, but didn't Haley Steinfeld, um, The Edge of 17. At least for my money, I love that performance. All right. Last up, Kay Flea. Since 2000, the international Oscar shortlist is comprised of zero films from Oceania, two films from South America, five films from Africa, six films from North America, 13 films from Asia, and 34 films from Europe. Why is the Academy so Eurocentric when it comes to shortlisting international films, and what can be done to help shortlist more films outside of Europe? Well, I I think, and you guys can tell me if you disagree, a lot of it is the voting body
1: yeah they, think, they come from those countries i think that's it well and honestly asia you know getting as high up there as it is i feel like is a somewhat recent state of affairs yes and all, i mean
0: they at once upon a time well because you remember at one point you had kurosawa
1: totally um, but then i would say post kurosawa or post like the big names there was kind of a long.
0: yeah well there was a time where you know i think in the in the 60s 70s even into the 80s i would say you had the 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 international masters right working and they were more or less uh, frequently recognized um recently i don't know that there is a name who's not at risk of missing you know you think and also a lot of the a lot of the the people they cite then come over and are and are sucked up into hollywood sure but the other thing i would say and this is more about this is not going to change. Like, you could obviously open up the membership more and things like that, but there's also what gets um, selected by the countries. There, they're, The politics at play there sometimes will strengthen or weaken a contender because we see that every year when you hear about a certain film, especially if it comes from a smaller nation, and if it hits, you have that worry or concern of, like, well, will they nominate it? Is it at all critical of the country? And things like that will happen, and then it's not a surprise. Like, look at um, – Anatomy of a Fall, right? Right. Anatomy of a Fall is objectively, I would say to most people, the better movie than The Taste of Things. I think The Taste of Things is very good as well. But Anatomy of a Fall, like, kind of shit talks the language. Well,
1: and the whole, like, judicial system.
0: Yeah, so is it that big a shock? Like, could you, like, imagine if we had a a system for choosing one American Hollywood film... Mm -hmm to be put into an international awards thing right what would they pick like the year that green book wins is that what we would have put it put out for the world
1: god i hope not but maybe
0: uh, if it, if they if we did like it might not have been selected you know um so that's a, that's another fact well then is it like what is the else. most
1: american film or whatever and
0: yeah in which case yeah green book green book's the right one never mind <laughs> uh, i don't like how uh, right you are
1: <laughs> yeah what's what's the most american film this year I mean, Oppenheimer might get it. It's too good, though. Oh, what's a bad American film. Uh, well, sound sound, of, like sound I, of Freedom. Yeah,
0: that, unfortunately, that might be right. But um, like I would say, like I was gonna say Barbie for a minute, like, of course, we make a movie about a toy. But oh, we bet we, we luckily made it good. But like you can imagine, like the year of Green Book, if it was like we could submit Green Book or we could submit Black Klansman you knew what they were, what they would do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One Um, of the two does not make you feel so good about America. (laughs) Exactly. Any other thoughts on that? Not really. It's one of those things that like, you know, I mean, there's maybe, you know, something to be said for, you know, the people who are at festivals or whatever, sort of like being the early scouts for these kind of films, Maybe being more open to non-european films because i think there's a certain aspect especially early in the year of sort of like what are the international contenders going to be
0: sure sure all right so before we wrap up let's do uh globes since that's happening on sunday and they keep in mind they mean nothing but they're on tv again so they mean something to some people all right so um the nominees are and i'll just go i'll tell you what i'm what i'm predicting to win you tell me if you agree um i have one of the barbie films winning oh we're starting from the top uh i, I just i didn't have a good way of uh, organizing but they're also alphabetical so i have uh i have uh what was i made for winning but there's also uh dance the night and i'm just ken um you have uh from she came to me addicted to romance from super mario brothers peaches and from rustin you have road to freedom
1: yeah, I'm thinking either I'm just Ken or um, what was I made for? Agreed. Um, and then
0: you know the the, I think Rustin has the maybe is the opportunity if it's not a Barbie movie.
2: Agreed. Steve, any any changes there? I agree. Uh, I I agree. You know, what if Peaches gets a, a few extra votes because it it gets snubbed, Well quote unquote snubbed with the uh, the shortlist for Oscar? But you know, yeah,
0: who knows? Well, the interesting thing to watch with um with the song category is Barbie submits three songs like two can get nominated, right? They do run the risk of only getting one in. Totally. Um, and imagine if it's not the one that, not that it matters. I think whichever one gets in is what will win. But. I think Dance the Night is the one that's the, the least likely. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: my favorite.
0: Even though that would be my choice too. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm just Ken would be my choice, but I'm pretty sure what was I made for is going to win because it's also thematically the song of the movie.
1: Yeah, and they've yeah. already proven to like Billie Eilish.
0: Exactly. it be interesting when she has two Oscars in like 10 seconds, but that's cool. Uh, score nominees are The Boy and the Heron, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and The Zone of Interest. I- I'm on Oppenheimer. I'm also on Oppenheimer. Yeah, same here. Uh, my, my two is actually Boy in the Harem with Joe uh, Hizuyashi. Yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. I think it's so far. I think it's such it's so far afield right now. Um, and I guess like Robbie Robertson posthumously is a possibility. Could happen. But that's also not really a Globes thing, I think.
1: No, I would agree.
0: Yeah. Um, their foreign category. Anatomy of a Fall. Capitano, Fallen Leaves, Past Lives, which we got into already, Um, Society of the Snow, and the Zone of Interest. Anatomy, but I guess maybe Zone of Interest. I'm curious. The Past Lives thing is throwing me off a little bit, though.
1: Yeah, I could see it going to Past Lives as a weird, like, it won't win elsewhere kind of situation. Yeah. But I'm also on Anatomy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same. Yeah, past life seems to be which, getting a lot. Or, it's you know, just it's, funny it's, that it's been around all year and it's kind yeah. of sticking around, which is a good sign. So who knows? Sure,
0: it is just funny that Zone of Interest is what's going to win the Oscar, and it's just not going to pick up precursors anywhere because of Anatomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. what a wild situation. Um, animated nominees are The Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Spider Man, Super Mario Brothers. Suzumi and
1: wish uh, Boy in the Heron agreed with Spider-Verse as the backup.
0: Yes.
2: Yep. Same here. Yeah.
0: Wish just sitting there going like we're probably not getting an Oscar nomination, but we're still here. I wish it's I funny. made a better movie. <laughs> it's funny. They, they don't get an, a song nomination, but they get the animated nomination and they miss the song shortlist with the Oscars. Yeah, they're going to they're going to miss the Oscar lineup, aren't they?
1: I, I have a feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree. I think, I think so. All right. Screenplay nominees are Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie. Killers of the Flower Moon. Oppenheimer. Past Lives and Poor Things. I
2: have Barbie.
1: I'm on uh, Oppenheimer with Poor Things as backup.
2: Uh, I'm on poor things with Oppenheimer's backup.
1: I have Oppenheimer two. I
0: have poor things three. I have killers four. I I, I think if it's not, I think honestly, poor uh, killers is the least likely, unless they just decide it's a Scorsese night. Mm-hmm. Past lives might have a shot. I don't know. I I, I feel weird about yeah past lives going home empty handed, but they do do that sometimes.
2: Yeah. Past lives is my sleeper everywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we know that Steve loves a sleeper. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying so it right now
0: Some would argue he is a sleeper Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the uh, best supporting actor We have Willem Dafoe, Poor Things Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer Ryan Gosling, Barbie Charles Melton, May December Mark Ruffalo, Poor Things Way to just have the top six and not help anyone out I know <laughs> uh, Gosling uh, Yeah, I'm on Gosling Gosling Downey
2: uh, I'm saying Melton. Mm. Oh, could be, could be. They, I mean, they do, they do that sometimes. If Melton wins here, I think, I think it's going to be one of those seasons.
0: I, I That'd be cool. I mean, I, not cool for me who loves Gosling, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do like chaos. I have been thinking about like, is, is Melton as safe as people think he is? Because he's going to, I don't know that he's going to pick up a win once these start. You know what I mean? Unless he wins here, I'm not going to win SAG. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how people deal with. Defoe rarely misses, right, of late. Are they going to snub De Niro? Could Ruffalo miss? Like, I'm, I'm interested what they're going to do with that, that that slot they have to thin out. Yeah. I don't know if the Globes are going to be the one to make that choice, but it is funny they they kick that can.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yep,
0: supporting actress. Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks, The Color Purple, Jodie Foster, Nyad, Julianne Moore, May, December, Rosamund Pike, Saltburn, Divine Joy Randolph, The Holdovers, Divine.
1: Yep, Divine until proven otherwise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess Emily Blunt's the two, but
1: it would be a surprise. And honestly, I think any of them could maybe surprise. I would have said Danielle Brooks if Color Purple had done better. Well, there's that. They, they did they did snub it in the big category. Um, Jodie Foster did win this category in the pandemic year
0: for the Mauritanian. So watch out there. Oh, yeah. Julianne Moore, people do like in May, December. And Rosamund Pike does have a surprise Globe for a movie only I saw and hated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because I love her so much. She would be such a cool win not gonna happen but like what a fun like sub- I, I will say mo- these are largely supporting performers for a change yes Hmm. i mean julianne moore has a big role
2: foster does as well
0: yeah i mean she's clearly not she's not the subject but yeah, she yeah is she's in not almost the subject, as many scenes
2: yeah and screen time
0: yeah and the holdover is, is a three-hander yes mm-hmm but I, I think there's just enough of, of her off screen to not make anyone like kick up any smoke about that. Right. Which, nor should you, but like it's just a robust supporting performance. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Um, actor in a comedy. We have Nicholas Cage, Dream Scenario. Timothy Chalamet, Wonka. Matt Damon, Air. Paul Giamatti, The Holdovers. Joaquin Phoenix and Bo is fucking afraid. And Jeffrey Wright in American fiction. Uh, Miles, I I just want to warn you. Bo is afraid has made an appearance on one of our staff's top ten lists.
1: Well, I'm very happy for them. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I didn't I didn't I didn't restrict it. But it's funny. Kendall
0: um, asked me she was actually kind of embarrassed that she wanted Leo on her list. And I was like, one, Leo's good. Two. If I'm allowing Bo is afraid, I'm certainly allowing
1: Leo. Totally. Yeah. Um. I would go Paul Giamatti with uh, Jeffrey Wright as backup. Yes, there is a very clear one-two here.
0: Yeah, same boat. And I guess, I guess Cage is three. In that like real weird, like yeah. maybe we give it to Nicholas Cage way. I mean, Damon's so good, but like it would be very, it would be so funny actually if he won a second
1: Comedy Globe. Did he did air not get into a uh, picture for comedy? I believe it did. Then I would have him as three. I just I, I it's it,
0: I don't know. He's not funny, though, in the movie, per se.
1: No, but when is that mattered? <laughs> well, I mean, he
0: has a Golden Globe for the Martian,
1: which he is arguably pretty funny. in. At, as well,
0: he as is funny matter. in that. I mean, that's the thing. I like that movie. That movie is really funny. So I, I, I never got as mad as people did about that. But it's such a great joke I mean,
1: air is pretty funny as well air is a riot but
0: i think some of the other things are, are hilarious i think ben affleck might be the funniest one with like just the deadpan way that like um phil knight is like you make fun of phil knight i don't know that movie is that movie is very in on the joke For sure. but yeah it's gonna be giamatti i would be very surprised if it's not giamatti yeah steve as well
2: yep same here
0: All right. Actress in a comedy or musical. Fantasia Barrino, Color Purple. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. Miles just watched it and opted to not comment.
1: I got nothing out of it.
0: I I, I liked it. I thought she was very good. But yeah, that's fair. Um, Alma Poisty,
1: Fallen Leaves. Very cool
2: nomination.
0: Yes. Didn't know they had it in them. Natalie Portman, May, December, Margot Robbie, Barbie, Emma Stone. Poor things. I got to imagine it's Emma Stone. Yeah, they they gave her one. Or I mean, part of me thinks Margot if they
1: really because they lo- didn't Barbie like come close to the record
0: for nominations.
1: Uh, maybe I thought that was with critics choice. I think both times it
0: came very close.
1: Incredible. Um, I, yeah, I'd say also, that's the one and two.
0: Yeah, um, Fantasia. I have it four. Because of the whole like film not getting in, mm-hmm. I'd say Margo, also, number one. All right, I think those are top two. I think Portman laying in the weeds is a three, and Alma is unfortunately six. Like I think I think it's too cool that they did that to actually then like give her a chance.
1: No, I agree. Unfortunately,
2: question: yeah. Where is Fallen Leaves right now? Only in, in, in theaters. Movie theaters. Uh, oh I yeah, saw it
1: in theaters. So I, I okay. don't know where else it would be.
0: I mean, it it might be in like the 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 no man's land right now though i believe it's a movie release so it'll be on movie
2: Yeah. oh really i'll check it out and movies seems free, a lot of people think, have been right? seeing it recently
1: movies free with a library card or something like that that's canopy
2: yeah canopy. Canopy. Well, but
0: movie is maybe free right
1: uh no i think there is a subscription but it's cheap compared to a lot of them and i'm sure there's a free trial if you don't have it well exactly
0: That's the thing with these things, if you don't have a thing and you have one movie you want to watch, you're you're good. Uh, Actor in a drama. Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Leonardo DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon, Coleman Domingo Rustin, Barry Keoghan, Saltburn, Killian Murphy Oppenheimer and Andrew Scott, all of us strangers. Uh, Cooper.
1: I'm on Cooper, but watch out for Murphy. I
0: have Cooper one, I have Murphy two. I moved Andrew Scott up to four. I, I can't I can't go any higher, but it, it is a possibility of an upset. I think Coleman and, and Barry are happy to be nominated. Yeah. I'll go Steve, with the you're big on Andrew Scott. I'll go Andrew Scott.
2: Yeah.
0: Um uh, our interview my interview with him will be up uh either when you're listening to this or slightly after. He's uh he's he's catching on at the right time. But he's gotta he's gotta knock someone out. And that's going to be the biggest problem.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. because
0: I mean, the solution is there, but we know that's not what they're going to do, which will make this a lot harder. The solution is DiCaprio.
1: Yeah. But then, like, it's still Jeffrey Wright and Coleman Domingo. He's got to go through, presumably. At least one of the two. Yes. Yeah.
0: But makes it a little easier. Agreed. Yeah. Actress in a drama. We have Annette Benning, Nyad, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Uller, Anatomy of a Fall, Greta Lee, Past Lives, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Kaylee Spani, Priscilla, um, Lily Gladstone, Sandra Uller is the upset.
2: Agreed on close, good. close though. Yeah, uh, I'll say Greta Lee just because. What the hell? No one's gonna. She and
0: she and Carrie Mulligan are right there next in line. I, yeah. I think Annette Benning and Kaylee
1: are not happening. I would love to see Greta Lee. that would be a really cool win. yeah.
0: I mean that's the interesting thing thing about this lineup is this poor things go over like um uh, past lives go over like seven or whatever it is.
2: or seven for seven. Uh-huh. I mean that's not gonna happen.
0: Uh, director you have Bradley Cooper from Maestro. you have Greta Gerwig for Barbie. you have. Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things. You have Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. You have Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon and Celine Song for Past Lives. This is probably the easiest call of the night, right?
1: Yeah, it's Nolan. Yeah, it's Nolan. Uh, Gerwig, if there's an upset. Sure, but that's a still a pretty big gulf between the one and two.
0: Yeah, Celine Song, I think, is the sixth. But again... Cool that she got in making it very interesting again makes it even harder to figure out like how does it win nothing?
1: Yeah, you would like to see it. If it, if it that's why maybe international is the move. Maybe keep an eye on that one.
0: Uh, Steve, what do you think?
2: Go uh, Gerwig, all right, it's a possibility.
0: We could go home, yeah. Uh, music or comedy picture nominees are Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers. May December, and Poor Things, Barbie. I think it's pretty clear.
1: Barbie. Yeah, they're they're not going to screw this up. I don't think. Holdovers is probably the upset. Yeah, with maybe American Fiction in third. Yeah, that's what I have. Poor Things four. I think it's I think it's ultimately too weird for them. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going in
0: the holdovers. Air five, May December sixth. The riot that is May December. <laughs> That's the most unhinged comedy one they've picked in a while. Yeah, that one's pretty rough. I mean it is it is humorous in some aspects, but like that is not a comedy.
1: No, not even remotely. Not even in the Martian a- air argument where it's like there's plenty of funny bits in it.
0: I think I had more laughs from
1: Maestro. Oh, easily. The Snoopy scene. <laughs> who, who abandoned Snoopy in the vestibule? We were we were doing that at
0: New Year's. Several times. It's a fun, it's a fun uh, line to say also. I also now have a Snoopy that uh, Netflix sent me that I could abandon in my foyer if I wanted. There you go. But I don't want my dog to have it. He has his own like animal Snoopy. So I guess I could just do that and then yell at my dog for abandoning Snoopy in the vestibule.
1: I'll be this very just confused. Feels...
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have TikTok. Nor do I. All right. Motion picture drama. Anatomy of a Fall. Killers of the flower moon, maestro, past Lives, Oppenheimer, past lives, zone of interest. Oppenheimer,
1: Oppenheimer. Um... I have killers, too. I have past lives, three. I'll say past lives, two, just for the same. Like, how could it go home empty handed?
0: Yeah. I'm going go flower moon, number one. Steve's just hoping for the contrarian vote to win out mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fine uh, uh, Crazier
1: things I'll have take, happened
0: Exactly they, These, these aren't are bad films know, We don't know enough about their um, voting style also yeah. The newfound uh, Well
2: that, that factors in for sure Yeah.
0: Golden yeah. Globe Association or whatever they call themselves Because they're not the Hollywood foreign press anymore um, So we'll see uh, Steve I'll take pity on you and not have you do TV because also, Miles and I haven't seen most of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if uh, it's possible that we'll have that stuff up on the site before Sunday. If not,
2: uh, yeah, hope Steve to. got them all right. Yeah, I did. If not. Shit's Creek, I think, is right now as uh favorite to West win. I the West Wing doing really well. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, it's gonna be yeah, I don't race. think he's going
0: to lose any categories.
2: Yeah, well, that's we're sure. saying. Yeah.
0: All right. So. Uh, we're gonna wrap up now you can say where you're gonna be followed um, next week we're gonna do our top tens I mean mine's already up on the site uh, The staffs will probably go up next Friday <laughs> so you guys will have to have yours in next week so um, if you have any last minute rewatches or first watches you're trying to get in that
1: that's what you can say after you say we can be followed you can tell me uh, what you're trying to potentially get in so uh, miles go for it uh well you can find me on both twitter and letterboxd at miles on film that's m-y-l-e-s on film you can also check me out on instagram at marvelous miles and stay tuned to at least twitter and maybe some other things for updates on my new exciting film project that is about halfway shot at this point um uh the big one for me is still american fiction it we have no show times as of yet over here so i don't know when i'm going to be able to get to it but um that would be the major blind spot and then zone of interest uh perfect days and um color purple hmm. how, how do you feel about your list right now if you have to turn it in i feel good about it but i out of all those american fiction is one that i could absolutely see breaking in so i, I would it would feel disingenuous to not wait for
2: it but i also know that i may not get that chance we'll
0: see we'll see what happens
1: with
2: that um steve uh, you can find me on Twitter, Letterboxd, and on Instagram, at Filmsnork. Um, Fallen Leaves and The Color Purple are the two that stand out right now.
0: All right. How do you feel about the list?
2: Well, my
0: list? Your Yeah, your list. If you turned it in right now, how would you feel about it?
2: Um, I, I'm pretty secure in nine. I, I think I have one that's going to slip in that is going to surprise, but... Um, it's going to be very different than yours, though. It's funny. I, I looked at our top tens and um, or your top ten, and yeah, you know, I'm just not on the same page with that one this year. Had a lot of, they're they're on my. A lot of them slip into my you know t- ten through twenty easily, mm. but yeah, you know, my one two through five I think are going to be uh unique, but not that okay. Unique. Nothing, nothing that's going to like people going to think what the hell was I thinking, but just. Uh, my, my my top five are probably people's 15 through 20. Okay, great you said that part, because I was about to
0: say, Miles, he picked he put Sound of Freedom at number one. No,
2: sh- oh, shh. No. Wait, no no spoilers.
0: <laughs> um, you can find me at Joey Maggotson, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, uh, all that stuff, avoid radars, and several things. My top ten's already up. You'll see everyone else's next week, but uh, until then, stay tuned for the Golden Globes. We'll Give them a slight recap next week, and then uh, we'll be we'll be waiting for for the guilds. SAG will announce uh, their nomination soon enough. It'll little it'll start happening. Critics Choice is happening in a week or two. Um, Sundance is about to happen. I'm going to cover it virtually after the fact because they don't like that anymore. But too bad, so sad. So stuff's happening, and uh, we'll also have time for some games. So we'll have to get Steve in on. Um, Let's see, what do we have? We had the Rotten Tomatoes game, we had Celluloid, right? Yep. We had the IMDB game. You can do that again. He'll hate them all, but you know. <laughs> oh no, they're there are things where we know what you're gonna do. You're just gonna be like fuck, I can't think of anything right now. That's that's the game. But they're fun. The celluloid one, I think, was the most interesting one because there was interpretation, right? Yeah. From memory. With like what, what counts as a sci fi movie or something like that. And we could, uh, we have, since there'll be three of us, we could have uh, majority rules for some of those. So that'll be cool. All right, something to look forward to. In the meantime, stay safe. Happy New Year belatedly to everyone. And uh, hopefully, we will see you all at the movies in 2024 with uh, absolutely no hiccups. And uh, to paraphrase that saying, I hope we live in wildly uninteresting times this year. Amen. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.